Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Let's talk about all of the benefits of actually decluttering your toys um, for you and for your kids. So I have 10, 10 reasons, you know, as we go through these, if you have questions, ask them as they come up. Um, comments, obviously guys, when you guys are on here live, I love getting feedback from you. I love it when I don't feel like I'm just talking to myself. So I have 10 things that I'm gonna put down. There's probably way more than just 10 things, but these are the big ones. And then at the end, I'm gonna give you some action steps to actually figure out how you are gonna start simplifying the toys in your home, okay? So number one, and the biggest reason for moms, and probably the reason that most of us start or want to declutter their toys is because everything is cleaner, okay? And it's kind of a selfish reason, but just keeping it real, that's why most moms are like, I need to declutter the toys, I'm sick of the mess, I'm sick of them not cleaning up after themselves. I'm sick of them just throwing things everywhere all the time and you are overwhelmed, okay? So that is a very real and valid reason to want to declutter the toys. It's not the only one and the rest of them that we're gonna talk about are below the surface, okay? This is kind of the surface level reason for wanting to declutter. You're overwhelmed by the mess. The kids don't clean up after themselves. You're tired of spending your days going behind them and putting things away and you would just love it if for once somebody could help you out with the mess, right? Um, so that is the first reason. After we decluttered our toys, the mess just wasn't there. We had one suitcase of toys when we first moved to Florida and they could pull everything out for the entire day, every single toy ever in the house and we could have it cleaned up in about 10 minutes. And we have more toys now in the house that we're in, and it's been like five or six years of accumulating toys, but for the most part, my kids could pull everything out and we could have it cleaned up, you know, in like 15 minutes. And every night, that's what we do. We go put everything back up in the rooms, back on the shelves, back in the toy buckets. It takes 10 minutes maybe, but when you have less, it stays cleaner, okay? It's easier to manage. Oh man, yeah. I don't want you getting this all dirty. Um, she's probably gonna cry now. Ugh, gross. Okay. Yep. Do you want to play with these? These. She's really grumpy. That's why I'm late. So that is number one. Shara, you need this so much. Okay, perfect. Number two. When you have less toys, my kids have learned to respect what they have. Okay. Up here. They respect what they have, meaning they don't just throw things around. They don't just break things. They don't just... She had a girl for um, They respect what they have, meaning they take care of it. They put it away. They play with it how it's meant to be played with. They don't throw it. Um, they don't get destructive, which wasn't so much a big thing that happened in my home. But it definitely happened in the classrooms that I worked with. When the kids had more toys, they got destructive with it. They didn't use things how they were supposed to be used. The example that I like to give is like the play kitchens. When there's too much stuff in the play kitchen, kids want to play in it. The first thing they do is go in there and dump it all out and throw it all around. And there's not any actual playing going on. It's just chaos. <laughs> okay. 
And that's what it felt like in our house when we had way too many toys. Like they would just, they didn't know where to start. They would pull everything out. They would throw it all around. They would dump all the buckets out. And then it was just chaos. And of course, when they're sitting in chaos, they're going to play chaotically and they're not going to respect their stuff. They're not going to play with it what it's intended. So an example is like this thing that I have for Kaylee. You know, a lot of toys have a lot of moving parts, a lot of pieces. And we used to have a bunch of these kinds of things with tons of pieces all on the shelf. And what would happen is they'd pull it out, they'd dump it all out, they'd mix and match, they'd throw it, they'd use it for all of these different kinds of things, which is fine, okay, if they're, you know, playing creatively. But there's a difference between, like, playing creatively and playing with things the way that they're meant to be and respecting that. So now I just put one thing out at a time because she's little and she can't really understand that. So she pulls out all the pieces, has a great time with it. She'll play with this for about an hour every morning and then I'll switch out with something else. But um, there's nothing wrong with teaching your kids how to play with things respectfully. Um, and if you have kids that are destructive, um, maybe you can relate, put it in the comments, let me know. Like, do your kids play with the toys respectfully or do they just kind of like, is it like a chaos, like throw it all over the place all the time. And I know it's kind of a weird balance of like letting them play creatively and being like, okay, that's not how you should play with the blocks, right? Um, you got to kind of find that balance. But I know for sure that when you have too much, it's destruction or destructive play versus like productive play. Um, and that's kind of where my teaching background comes in. When I was a Montessori teacher, I would have to teach kids because, you know, we had 30 kids in a classroom how to use things correctly because I can't have all the kids throwing blocks everywhere just because it's fun, right? <laughs> um, yeah, chaotic with their stuff. So it's likely that they have too much and it's overstimulating for them. Um, throw it all over the place and half is in their rooms and half in the living room. Yep, so that's a, a really good sign that you have too much and you could really benefit from downsizing. Um, so that's number two. They respect their stuff and they play with it the way that it's intended versus just getting destructive. Oh, Angela, perfect timing. Angela, I actually taught, um, her son was in one of my classes. Hey, Leah, her son was in one of my classes. And I remember one day she came in and I was like rearranging things and like downsizing things. And um, I don't know what she actually thought, <laughs> but um, it's always a little bit scary as a teacher to be like, I'm taking about half the stuff off the shelves because the kids are just chaotic and destructive. And that's what happens when there's too much stuff. So Angela, if you're still on here, um, I loved working with Owen and that green room was one of my favorite classes to work in because it was such a dramatic difference. It was like the craziest, most chaotic of the chaotic classes that I've ever been in. And we got to a pretty good place, um, at least a much easier place to be in. So um, less actually works, okay? Atlas, no noise, go lay down. Um, number three, they actually keep track of their stuff, okay? So some of you guys are saying that you have stuff all over the place it's all over, you know, you have too much, which is fine. But when you have less, your kids actually keep track of it. So um, when there is so much at the beginning, I say that a lot of times you can get rid of stuff and they're not even going to notice. But the amount of stuff that my kids have now, like I can't go do that anymore because they actually keep track of their stuff. They know where it is. They take care of it. They play with it all. Even if they don't play with it all every day, it's pulled out on a pretty regular basis. Like this morning, there's this little ball that my I think that's Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Um, happy almost birthday. Um, but they, they keep track of their stuff and they really enjoy their stuff and they want to know where it is. Um, I'm not sure if it's still too much. Um, Lindsay, 
We'll talk about that in the other group. Well, that's a good conversation for our last day together. Um, but they know where it all is, okay? And I don't have to go behind them and keep track of it. And I don't have to go behind them and wonder if they're playing with it because I know that they do. They play with it all. I know we have too much, but they also know if it's gone because they do play with it all. So we'll talk about that here at the end too. Um, because sometimes we confuse playing with it with being in it and throwing it all around and having chaos, okay? Chaos is not the same as playing with it. And I guarantee you, your kids are not keeping track of every little thing ever. Um, they don't have the brain capacity for that, okay? So sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking that they will know and they will be upset and they really won't. They're gonna appreciate it in the long run, even if in the beginning it's a little bit rocky, but we'll talk about that at the end. So that's number three, they keep track of their stuff and they know where it is and they play with it all. Um, they actually play with it all. Um, uh, gift toys, I'll, I'll touch on that at the end too. Um, so I'm gonna write this down at the end so I have things to talk about. Gifts. Gift toys, and noticing what's gone. Okay, number four, they are grateful for what they have. You're welcome, Shara. They are grateful for what they have. They appreciate what they have. They don't take for granted when somebody buys them a toy. They don't go to the store expecting that anything that they ask for, they're going to get. Okay, they appreciate what they have. And that is another reason that they respect it and they take care of it and they keep track of it. They appreciate it. And these are really important lessons as they grow up, okay? You don't want them to be the adult. Do you want them to be the adult who like grows up and is like, can't keep track of their stuff, their stuff's always broken, they're kind of a mess, you know? They, <laughs> they don't take care of things like their cars or their homes, all right? So these are little lessons that they're gonna carry with them through life. Um, being grateful and appreciating and taking care of the things that you have, okay? Um, it's something that I had to learn, like taking care of my car. Like my car used to always smell weird, have funky stuff in it. It was pretty gross. I'm not going to lie. It was really gross. I've told you guys the story. There was a jello jiggler frozen to the side of my door. Um, like teaching them these things now to take care of this stuff is going to be, make it so that they can grow up and be an adult who is able to take care of their home, who is able to take care of their cars, who is able to take care of their physical health and all of these things. Okay. It seems little and insignificant because it's toys that we're talking about, but it's that important. Um, number five, I can absolutely trust my kids with nice things. I can buy them something expensive and know that they're gonna take care of it. I can buy them an iPad, which we did um, back in 2013 when we left Idaho, and they still have that iPad and take care of it and charge it and care for it. And my mother-in-law gave my daughter old surface and I trust her completely to take care of those nice things. Um, we joke about it as moms and I tell you guys this a lot that yeah it's fun to joke about it until it's not funny anymore until it's actually bothering us and we say things like oh I'm a mom I can't have nice things or this is why I can't have nice things because the kids destroy it and yes I'm not saying that my kids don't ever do anything. You guys can see right now Ellie has a granola bar that she just put all over the white cabinet okay it happens. I'm sure that Again, she's gonna color on the walls. But we shouldn't be living in this constant state of being like, oh, we can't have nice things and we can't enjoy things because I don't trust my kids to take care of it, okay? When they have too many toys and they're used to just destruction and chaos, that's how they treat nice things. They can't see the difference. And so my husband and I can buy a nice couch and feel good about it. It's the dark fabric color because we do have kids and we're not stupid, right? <laughs> but we can have nice things. Um, 
they do take care of their friends' toys too. Yeah, that's another, that's a really good point too. Like when we go over to people's houses, I sometimes I have to like rein them in a little bit, but I know that they're not gonna destroy their friends' stuff. Um, sometimes they will like jump on their beds and I have to go up and remind them and be like, Hey, you know, we don't do this at our house. <laughs> you don't do this with other people's stuff, but that's another important life lesson, respecting other people's spaces, respecting other people's boundaries, respecting other people's things. Um, that's just another great life lesson. And they really are learning all these really big lessons in really seemingly small ways through their toys. Okay. Kids learn through play. They learn through their toys. Um, but I can trust them with nice things. Okay. I can buy my daughter, um, nicer jewelry and I know that she's going to keep track of it. I haven't yet. I, have her, I got her one really nice, um, piece. I got her, she's nine. I got her a time turner, like a real one, like a 14 karat gold. So you know, it's not like crazy expensive, but it was pretty expensive. A 14 karat gold time turner from Harry Potter. And I absolutely trust her to keep track of it and to take care of it and to not lose it and not to swing it around like a whatever, you know, she knows that it's important. She knows that it's valuable and she takes care of it. Um, so that's number five. They can be trusted with nice things. Okay. Um, they're more creative. They're more creative with their play. When they have less, they get more creative. They get innovative. They make up their own games. That was something that happened when we moved to Florida. We had the one suitcase of toys. Yes, I love Harry Potter too. That's why I got it. We read all the books and I was like, celebration, you get a really nice time turner. And I'm pretty jealous of it. <laughs> um, but they're more creative. So when we first moved to Florida, we had one car. Um, so my husband went to work and I was stuck at home with them with one suitcase of toys. Okay, we didn't have a whole bunch of art supplies. Actually, we had like a box of crayons and some paper and some markers maybe. Um, and then we had the little dollhouse set, which I've showed you guys before, but we didn't have a lot. And I was convinced that we were going to be so bored. They were going to be so destructive. They were going to hate life. They were not going to want to be in the house, but it was the exact opposite. They were so creative in the games that they made. Um, they made up games. They would stack up pillows and make it a train and they would go on train rides for hours or they would build forts and play in the forts for hours. And the fort was just a little blanket that I put over the coffee table and they played in it for hours. They were so creative. They made up stories and they were only two, at four, two and four at the time, but they would make up stories. They would make up games. They would sing songs. We would turn on music and the play was so in depth and exactly what, in my opinion, small children need in order to like get their brains developed in the way that they're meant to be developed okay um and we would play outside more it was florida so sometimes it was too hot but they would go outside and grab sticks and leaves and build fairy houses with the big palm trees and the rocks and like the flowers and we would use chalk and color on the sidewalk and go out for walks and just observe things but having less toys opens up that space for creativity and and creation okay like actually creating and I talked about this the other day that one of I think personally one of our innate human needs is to create and the same thing is true for kids but when there's so much around them so much overstimulation so many things and just chaos it takes away from their ability to be able to create and to play on that really deep level like kids are 
just naturally designed to do. That's what they're made to do. Um, so these are just kind of reasons that if you're thinking about wanting to declutter that you should, okay, these are the benefits. This is what happens when you declutter when you get bold and brave and decide to actually downsize the toys. And we'll talk about the actual how at the end of this. Um, so number seven, they're more active. Okay. They're more active. They're not just sitting there watching TV or sitting there playing their iPads or their video games. Okay. My kids are pretty active. Um, we don't let them play their phones until seven o'clock at night, but there are a lot of nights that they don't play. They would rather be outside playing basketball or playing animal soccer, which is their stuffed animals. They set them up and, and have soccer tournaments or basketball tournaments, um, or they wanna go for a walk or they wanna go rollerblading or they wanna go practice their soccer skills or their football catching for their games on the weekend. Um, they're just way more active and that is invaluable okay these lessons like i said that we're teaching them with their toys and the things that they have seem like small unimportant lessons but in the long run you're teaching them hey it feels good to move your body you know you got to take care of your physical health it feels good to be outside in nature it feels good to go play it feels good to set up a, a soccer match with your friends and go out and do it okay they're they're much more active and that's number seven much more active um, Number eight, they love the outdoors. Okay, my kids love being outside. My son is a little intimidated by some weather. <laughs> like he doesn't like rain often or really heavy winds, but for, they love being outside. Okay, they love going rollerblading and looking for flowers or noticing the, the seasonal changes in the leaves or finding bugs or finding spiders or playing in the garden, they have a really true appreciation for nature, which is really, really important, right? Um, we, want, we want our kids to love being outside. There's, that's where kids belong. I personally believe that kids, they just belong outside. They're happier outside. And when they have less toys, they're kind of by default forced to get out into nature. I'm mad that I took that hairy granola bar away from her. So that's number, number eight, they love the outdoors. Number nine, they have a greater love and appreciation for music. Um, my daughter's room, if you've seen pictures of it, I can put some up in the comments. Um, but most of the stuff in her room is music. She has a ukulele, she has a keyboard, she has an electric drum set, and we just got her a viola, and that's how they play. They go in there and they create music together. It's not very good, <laughs> just being honest. I mean, sometimes it is, but you know, they're getting better and they're experimenting with it and they're playing with it and they're creating creative with it and they're having fun with it. And they love um but they love music and then my son's room has more of the sports stuff he has like a basketball hoop on the back of his door some little mini soccer goals um, um but that's what happens is that they have a, a greater appreciation for the arts i guess for art and for music um do you want these um, which is pretty cool. I mean, I think it's, music is really good for kids. Um, and then number 10, they play better together. Okay. They cooperate. 
they actually get along with each other, they collaborate, and they play much more cooperatively than when they have too much. And if Amy is watching the replay of this, she was saying that she was like, I would like to have <laughs> duplicates of every paintbrush so that they can, he's so funny, so that they can each have their own. So she has two kids and she was like, I need like two of each paintbrush. Um, but then she was talking about like, well, what if I only have one and they have to share? She said, historically, that doesn't really go well. But when they have less, they have to cooperate. They have to collaborate and they have to share. And we think that we're doing them favors by having like duplicates of everything and then they won't have to share. But what happens is that they still, it doesn't teach them these lessons, okay? It doesn't teach them to, to cooperate and to use things together, right? Um, it just teaches them that, oh, I can have whatever I want whenever I want it, which is not how life works, okay? It's another small lesson that we don't really realize that they're learning until they're older. Like when we're older, we don't just get everything we want right when we want it. We have to wait sometimes, we have to share, we have to stand in line, we have to, um, we have to cooperate with people, we have to collaborate with people, and when they have less, they are given more opportunities to practice these skills of cooperation and collaboration. Um, okay, <laughs> so, hey, hey. Um, those are my 10 reasons that if you haven't decluttered, maybe can get into your head a little bit and make you want to declutter so that your kids can have all of these benefits, not just right now, not just so that you can have a clean house, that is part of it, but that's not all of it, but so that your kids can start learning these kinds of really <laughs> valuable life lessons for when they're older. So let's talk about the actual how. Actually, let's talk about the gifts real quick. Because somebody said, what about gifts that people have given you? So a lot of people come into the group um, and say, I, my house is cluttered because people buy me toys all the time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely, I like it. She was, she's grumpy. She needs a nap, um, but she's not sleeping. She's going through that phase where she's like, I'm really tired, but I'm not going to sleep. Um, so this is where we're at. Um, and I do like it when I can like show you guys, hey, I'm actually a real person. Okay, I don't have a nanny. I don't have a big team behind me. I'm just, uh, just trying to survive. Um, but when a lot of times in a lot of people who have gone through like the courses and stuff that I have have said the same thing like oh my house is cluttered because my mother-in-law gives us gifts all the time they always send us with way too many stuff and yes part of that is true I'm sure that they do give you a lot of stuff in your home that you don't need or want and it's excess but um ultimately you're the gatekeeper of your home you get to decide what what comes in what stays and what goes and so when we are giving gifts a lot of times we want to keep them out of obligation or out of guilt and um, I am very sensitive to the fact that, yes, we want to keep everything. We don't want to be rude. Um, and I don't think it is rude. I think that once you've downsized the amount of toys you have, you can accept those gifts um, easily and happily. And then just remember that the gift was in the giving, not the keeping, okay? We're, we realistically and practically cannot keep everything that everybody ever gives us because then we would have a house full of stuff and it would be completely overwhelming. So just remember that the gift is in the giving, not in the keeping. Um, I love it when people give my kids gifts because a lot of times it's things that I wouldn't have thought to get them myself. 
Um, and because we have fully decluttered our home and been living this way for a long time, it's not overwhelming to me anymore. And I don't feel burdened by it or frustrated by it. Um, I can welcome it and be like, wow, how cool that Nana sends you a box of dollar store toys every month that you get to play with and enjoy that I wouldn't go out and buy for you. <laughs> um, and that's just the truth of it. Um, and gifts, they're just an expression of love. So don't feel bad about not keeping everything forever. You don't have to make a big deal about it. You don't have to be like, stop sending me gifts. Okay. You know, just accept it, appreciate it. And that's it. That's it. Um, Shara. <laughs> Shara, if you're still on here, I hope that you are. Um, what to do about change? Notice everything that's gone. So they're gonna notice if you go in, depending on their age, if they're like over three years of three years old. <laughs> so funny. Um, if you go in and get rid of their toys behind their backs while they're at school and they come home and everything is gone. Yes, they're going to notice, and yes, they're going to be upset about it because they're going to feel betrayed, okay? It's kind of like the husband rule. <laughs> Your husband is going to notice if you go in and get rid of all of his toys, and he's going to be mad at you. He's going to feel like you went behind his back, and he's going to feel like you betrayed him, okay? Your kids are going to feel the same way, which is why I recommend including them. Why I recommend including them. Yeah. Yeah. So... Don't make it like a punishment thing. It doesn't need to be a mean mom thing. But really, it's not your kid's fault that they have too many toys. Your kids didn't go out and buy it. Your kids didn't ask for you to give them too much. They didn't ask you to accept, ow, all of the donation, ow, ow, all of the donated toys. Okay, it's not their fault. To <laughs> um, that to my husband's spices. Yeah, and Shamar, sometimes it happens. Um, I did it with something about the other day. I can't remember what, when I remember, I'll let you guys know. Um, but they're going to feel betrayed. So include them, let them know, Hey guys, we have so many toys, like so many toys that mom is always frustrated by it, right? Like mom is always harassing you and nagging you to clean up after your stuff. Mom is always complaining that you never helped me clean up. Mom is just not happy with it. Okay. So we're going to go through it and we are going to get rid of first the things that are broken and have missing pieces. Okay. We're going to get rid of those so that you can have your best and favorite toys and focus on what you're gonna keep. Don't go into it with the attitude that it is punitive, that you are punishing them because then they are not gonna like it, okay? Then they're gonna be like, you got rid of all my stuff. Or they're gonna be like, you you got rid of my most favorite thing ever. And then it's gonna be, it's gonna be harder on them, okay? We don't, wanna, we don't want it to be like that. We don't want it to be punishing um, or negative or Rocky, whatever you want to call it. Okay, include them in the process. And I do have um, that free ebook. It's in the announcement section called a simplified toy ebook that you can get to learn more about how to actually do this. And then, like I said, I do have a course called Downsizing the Toys. It's literally an hour long class of me walking you through exactly how to declutter your toys with your kids so that you're happy and they're happy and you get a workbook that goes along with it. And it's, um, it's $14 and you get access to it for life and you can review it as much as you want. Um, it's a really great course. I can go into that, to that in the comments. Um, but it covers all of these things. 
So moving forward, I told my four-year-old that we were going, we were giving the old toys to other kids and it helped a little bit. Yeah, that will help. Um, I think it sometimes just depends on the kid and I think it sometimes depends on the age. Sometimes they're like, they don't care. Like my son, he doesn't care. And he's seven. Okay. But my oldest daughter is like, wow, that is so great and so awesome and so wonderful. And she loves it when we do that, like around Christmas time. But my, my son is like, cool. <laughs> I don't care. Um, he's just like, get him out of my room. I don't want him. Um, some kids will, will respond to it better than others. So I think that's, it's a good conversation to have whether they're like excited by it or not, it's a good message to send them. Um, okay, so how do you move forward with this? So I want you to start by asking yourself, what values and lessons do you want to be teaching your kids and instilling in them through the toys? So all of these things that we talked about, other than number one, you have a cleaner house, but like they respect their stuff, they keep track of their stuff, they're grateful, they can be trusted with nice things, they love the outdoors. Like, think about what kinds of things you want to be instilling in your kids through your toys. Um, and then ask yourself how your current toy situation is either helping or hurting those visions and goals that you have for your kids. Okay. So if you have way too many toys and your kids just fight over it all the time, um, despite having so many that everybody could have one of everything, um, you need to downsize so that you can foster a play space that encourages cooperation and collaboration and sharing, okay? If you want to teach them how to take care of nice things, then you need to get rid of all the things that are broken or missing pieces or they don't use, okay? Um, think about these things, okay? Because it's more, it's so much more than just toys. It's so much more than just toys. Hey, hey look, these glasses are hitting me. These are so funny. Why do you think these are funny? Is it because it makes me look like a police officer? That's weird. Um, and then, like I said, if you want more action steps on how to actually do this, um, I need the toy class. Okay, I will put the link in the comments. And she's to the breaking point, guys, so I'm going to go. <laughs> um, but, like I said, get that free ebook, which is in the announcements section. Um, I can link it in the comments here too. Um, I will put the link to that that class in the comments as well. Um, and maybe I'll give you guys like a little coupon code too, like because it's a fourteen dollar class. But maybe I'll just do for today since we're talking about all things toys. Give you like a four dollar coupon coupon <laughs> coupon. So it's just a ten dollar class. Okay, so I'll put the coupon for that so that you can get the class for ten dollars instead of fourteen. You can get the read that whole entire video, workbook, all that good stuff. Um, and then I'm gonna go get her settled. And if you guys have any follow-up questions, comments, whatever, put them in the comments. I want to hear from you. And I will see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>
with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.